0: Christmas is coming. did you know that? Are you ready? Do you have family coming? We know that Christmas is coming because way before Halloween you have the ball The Christ was going to come.
1: So the world was, was waiting, thinking, is it going to be now? Is it now? Will, will he be a part of my family? You know, they began to prophesy things like he was going to come from Bethlehem, he's going to be born of a virgin, all kinds of prophecies in the Old Testament. Then there was that time when they had the census. we got a census coming up. And so the people had to travel to the, their hometown of their ancestors. And so Joseph and Mary had to get onto their donkey and go to Bethlehem to be a part of that census. People were traveling from all over. Of course, we know the story that when they finally arrived, those of you who have gone through pregnancy and you know when you're just about to deliver You don't even like to ride in a car, let alone ride on a donkey. And to travel all those miles, she must have been miserable. And no wonder it was late at night when they finally got there. Some of them filled out their papers and they left. But still, when Joseph and Mary got to Bethlehem, there was no room. But that night, you would have thought that with all the prophecies, with all the talk, with all the wishes with all the desires of this coming Messiah, that everyone would have shown up for that event. But no, they went about their own business. Children continued to play. They continued to be in their homes, doing their everyday things. It was just another day for them. That night when they went to bed... Dad rolled over and gave Mom a kiss goodnight before he commenced to snoring and keeping the rest of the family up. But nothing changed. But we know from Scripture in Luke 2, verse 7, where it says that she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths. You know what the swaddling cloth is? The likelihood of a baby, especially after the trip that they went on, and the likelihood of a baby even living, being born in a stable, was very, very small. And the swaddling cloth was actually burial cloth. Isn't it ironic that Jesus was born and wrapped in burial clothes? And he later died so that we might have eternal life. Hmm. So she wrapped him in the swaddling clothes, not really knowing for sure if he's going to live or die, but she loved him anyway. And there she was with her husband and with her newborn baby. And no one else at that point was around. The very first Christmas, No one was there. In fact, out in the field, there were some shepherds who had been watching their sheep. Some of them were staying up and watching them, but the sheep had already gone to sleep at night. And probably a bunch of the shepherds were already asleep when all of a sudden they were awakened. Luke 2, verses 9 through 11, An angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The long-awaited Savior, the Messiah, had to be told Two shepherds, they had to be awakened in the middle of the night and told them, the rest of the world, unaware that it had taken place. They had the warnings. They had the prophets that said that He was going to come. They had the prophecies of where He was going to be born. They had all these prophecies, even what He was going to be called, and yet they were sound asleep. In fact, we also know a little later on, that wise men from a different country began to see a different star in the sky and they began to look at the Holy Scriptures. And they said, you know, something strange is happening here. We know something is happening in Israel and we need to go there and find out what it is. And they took off. They knew there was going to be a king that was being born someplace, somewheres along the line, and they were out to see this new king. And so they traveled from a far distance And they finally, following that star, they arrived to be able to see Jesus. But where was the rest of the world? Where was the religious world? Where were the people who knew about Jesus coming? Why weren't they there? Strangers had to come. Shepherds had to be awakened by angels. That's the way it was on the first Christmas And so I've got to ask you, is it possible for history to repeat itself again? Seems like it's a pattern that takes place. You see, there is another coming, another entrance of Jesus to this world. We call it the second coming of Christ. We anticipate it. We read about it in the Scriptures. We can't wait until it happens. That's what they were saying back at the first Christmas. I can't wait until that Messiah comes. I can't wait until things will change. Things will be different. Are they really different? Revelation chapter 22 verse 12. Behold, Jesus says, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give everyone according to his work. Jesus is saying he's coming again. Do you believe that? Do you look for that do you desire that be careful when you say amen jesus also said in matthew 24 verses 37 and 38 but as the days of noah were so also will be the coming of the son of man be for as in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage until the day that noah entered the ark jesus says before i come When I come as the Messiah, when I come the second time, the world is going to go on just like it did the first time, and they're going to be eating and drinking and marrying and sleeping and doing all these things and saying with their lips, we hope the Messiah comes soon. But when it happens, Jesus says it's going to be just like it was with the flood. Many of the very people who claim to be a follower of me will not Be ready. It will come upon them unexpectedly. That scares me. It should scare you. So I've got three questions I want to ask. Question number one. Have we this year spent a lot of time preparing for this Christmas that's coming up? The world won't let us forget that Christmas is coming Do we spend a lot of time going out and shopping, buying all the Christmas presents to make sure there wasn't anyone left out, preparing the food, getting the house ready? We're pulling out our mattresses for our grandkids to come and sleep on. Do we spend a lot of time preparing for Christmas? Which leads me to the next question. Do we spend as much time preparing for the second coming of Jesus as we have for preparing for Christmas this year? You better ask yourself that question. How many hours have I spent down at the store going through the crowds, fighting the traffic, trying to get ready for Christmas? Have I spent that much time in studying the Bible? Whoa. We need to take a look at that very seriously. Then it leads me to question number three. Got to ask this question Will the second coming of Jesus catch me by surprise as it did for those at the first coming? We can sit there and we say, Oh, no, it'll never happen to me. I bet you they said the same thing. And it did. It happened to them. I'm talking serious questions here. We need to weigh things in the balances. Let me ask you a question. Which is more important? Christmas next Friday or the second coming of Jesus? Now the kids will say Christmas next Friday because i got a lot of presents under the tree. And presents sound great, but let me tell you something. There isn't a present in the world that you can buy that can give to you eternal life. So the scale is tipped. The second coming of Jesus, Jesus says, I'm going to bring my reward with me according to your works. You're either going to have eternal life or you're going to have eternal death. It's one or the other. There's no in-between. It's one or the other. So we're talking extremely important. Because this Christmas, if I don't give anyone a Christmas gift, it's not the end of the world. If I don't receive a Christmas gift, it's not the end of the world. But if I don't give to my family the gift of eternal life and to help them to prepare for it, And if I am not ready for the second coming of Jesus, that is of great importance. Matthew 24, verse 42, Jesus says, Watch therefore, you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. You see, the calendars all tell us that December the 25th is coming. The advertisers on TV and magazine and radio tell us that Christmas is coming. Our kids tell us that Christmas is coming. We know when December 25th is. But what day will Jesus return? You know it could be today. Do you know that if you was to leave and have an automobile accident right now and are to die, that you better be ready for the second coming of Jesus because you can't change after you've died? Ryan realizes that with that motorcycle accident. It could have been his last Matthew 24 and verse 36, Jesus says, But of that day and hour, no one knows, no, not even the angels of heaven, but only my Father. So we've got to wake up to the fact that the second coming is coming soon. But let me tell you something. The shepherds were awakened by an angel and says, you know, that Jesus has already been born and he's over in Bethlehem. Go over there and see him. There's not going to be an angel that's going to come and wake you up and say, the second coming has already happened. You better get ready. That won't take place. Because when Jesus comes, that's it. There's, we have already have plenty of warnings. Second Peter 3, verses 11 and 12. What manner of person ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. So I've got to be ready. This fanciful preaching that there's a second chance is a lie. It's not in the Bible. Your preparation is now today. We need to live as if Jesus will arrive today. Whether Christmas is coming or not, it doesn't make any difference. Today is the day to start my preparation. I'm not against Christmas. I like the time when the family comes. I like seeing the kids and the grandkids. It's a fun time. But when Christmas becomes a priority over the second coming of Jesus, we've got problems. Things are out of kilter. I'm one to go around to other people and wish them a Merry Christmas. They might only say Happy Holidays, but I tell them Merry Christmas. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What this is saying is, you know, it's nice to get together at Christmas, but instead of focusing on gifts, we need to get together together and to make it a priority to look more at the second coming of Jesus. The first coming is in the past. The second coming is coming soon. And so what we're going to do with our family, with our grandkids, is that we're going to take time, because they want to and because we want to, we're going to take time to get together and to begin looking at Our preparation as a family for the soon coming of Jesus. And I hope that's what we're going to be doing in your homes as well, too. That's one of the reasons why on Christmas night, we want to get together if you can, bring your families, come here to the church. Let's sing and open the Scripture and pray and focus our attention upon the Jesus that is coming soon, the second coming of Jesus. Not as a baby, but as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let's focus and put our priorities in where they're supposed to be. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12 and then verse 14. Fight the good fight of faith. Faith is a struggle. And we need to help each other. Lay hold on eternal life. Eternal life is a far greater gift than any of the gifts that you can receive on December the 25th. To which you were also called and have confessed the good confession. In the presence of many witnesses that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless until Lord Jesus Christ appearing. We need to help each other in our faith. We need to to get together as groups and begin to focus on this soon coming of Jesus. We need to reach out and to bring others in and to say, come, let's learn to see what's going to happen in the future. Let's look and open up the Bible and, and make it come alive. Let's... Dust off our scriptures and let's begin to read them. The breaking news is that Jesus is coming again. You're not going to hear that on CNN, by the way. But you can hear it in a church. And we need to hear it in our homes. Isn't it time to prepare for the inevitable? I want you to listen to something. We all know that famous story, Twas the Night Before Christmas. You've heard it. Don't try to fool me and tell me you haven't heard it. But I want to look at it. There's someone that wrote something quite a few years ago based on the night before Christmas. But he called it Twas the Night Before Jesus Came. You might have heard it. Twas the night before Jesus came and all through the house, not a creature was praying, not one in the house. Their Bibles were laying on the shelf without care in hopes that Jesus would not come there. The children were dressing to crawl into bed, not once ever kneeling or bowing ahead. And mom in her rocker with a babe on her lap was watching the late show while I took a nap. When out of the east there arose such a clatter, I sprang to my feet to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but angels proclaiming that Jesus was here. With a light like the sun sending forth a bright ray, I knew in a moment this must be the day. The light of His face made me cover my head. It was Jesus returning, just like He had said. And though I possessed worldly wisdom and wealth, I cried when I saw Him in spite of myself. In the book of life which He held in His hand was written the name of every saved man. He spoke not a word as He searched for my name, When he said, it's not here, my head hung in shame. The people whose names had been written with love, he gathered to take to his father above. With those who were ready, he rose without a sound, while the rest fell dead to the cold, dark ground. In the words of this poem, the meaning is clear. The coming of Jesus is soon drawing near. There's only one life, and when comes the last call, we'll find that the Bible was correct after all. At the very last book of the Bible, the last chapter in the book of the Bible, Jesus says these words. To a world that could easily forget. Surely, I am coming quickly. Do you know what response he wants from us? In the same verse, in the same chapter, we should respond by saying, Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. I can ask him to come because I know by the blood of Jesus Christ, I am ready for His coming. And I am going to have my family ready as well, too. Don't wait for the last moment. There's a time coming when Jesus is going to come. We need to be ready right now. Let's turn in our hymnals to hymn number 205. As we sing together, Gleams of the Golden Morning. Let's look forward to that second coming of Jesus, hymn number 205.
2: Golden morning is fast. the golden morning that will burst the tomb. The gospel summons will soon be carried to thee. The bridegroom then will cease to tarry and the trumpet sound. Oh, we see the gleams of the golden morning piercing through this night of gloom. Oh, we see the gleams of the golden morning that will burst the tomb. Attended by all those shining angels down Flaming sky. The Judge will come and will take His people where they will not die. Oh, we see the gleams of the golden morning piercing through this night of gloom. Oh, we see the gleams of the golden morning. Not will burst the tomb. There those loved ones who have long been parted will all meet that day. The tears of those who are broken-hearted will be wiped away. Oh, we see the gleams of the golden morning piercing through this night of gloom. Oh, we see the gleams of the golden morning that will burst the tomb.
1: The warnings have been sent even by Jesus himself when he was here on this earth. Oh, Father, we're grateful that those warnings are there, but help us to wake up. Help us to wake up to the fact that those gleams of the golden morning are soon to be here. It's not time to put our spiritual life off. It's time to take a stand and to make it now. For we want to be ready when Jesus comes. We want our families to be ready, our friends, even the strangers upon our streets to be ready so that we might rejoice in that heavenly kingdom forever and ever. That's the greatest gift we could ever have because of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.